On this week's episode of the Players Experience Podcast, we chat with Toronto Blue Jays and MLB alumni Casey Jansen. We chat with Casey about his journey through the draft on the road to be playing in Toronto with the Blue Jays for the majority of his career, what it was like to go up against some of the hard-hitting uh, players that he had to face at the plate, as well as we talk about what his favorite stadiums were, what his favorite moments in Toronto were, and so much more. Before we bring Casey onto the show, of course, we'd like to give a shout out to our production team, Jay Salty Photography uh, and Vicmar Productions for their work on the videos and photos that you see each and every week, including the intros. We want to give a shout out to 19 Marketing for the merch, which is now available uh, for sale. So hit up the Instagram page, Players Experience Podcast, to check out that merch and let me know if you're interested in supporting the brand. Also, guys, want to give a shout out to our um, other products that you can use the discount code Players Experience Podcast on with the Jaywalk Hush Blankets and the Great North Apparel. So go check out those guys uh, and get some quality content with a discounted price. And also, guys, if you haven't done it yet, what are you waiting for? No time that now to subscribe to the channel and get uh, getting in on all the information and all the upcoming episodes that we are going to be producing each and every week with some more fantastic guests uh, talking with pro athletes, sport reporters, and of course, individuals in sport. So now guys, without further ado, let's bring Casey on and start talking about his baseball career. Casey Jansen, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for taking time uh, to be on the show. How are uh, things going for you uh, with the current uh, lifestyle that we're in right now? Everything's going all right. Um, we're uh, we, in the uh, NCAA world. You survive in advance, and uh, um, that's what we're doing over here. Um, we're having a good time. We're making the most of of everything that we can, and. Uh, um, it's, it's been great because I got to spend a lot of time with my kids. So um, that's been been awesome as well. That's wonderful. Talking about NCAA, who's been your team throughout this tournament, whether they've been knocked out so far or not? Well, my, I, I'm a graduate of UCLA. So uh, we're, we're in the Sweet 16. We're, we're dancing. Um, and uh, um, we're, hopefully we're getting hot at the right time. Um, I watched the first three games because we had the play-in game, and uh, we're looking all right. Good. Awesome. Um, well, let's get into it. Um, I always like to start off every uh, episode with a rapid-fire segment, so I'm going to ask you four questions, um, and just the first thing that comes to mind, just spit them out. Okay. So, favorite time of day? My favorite time of day is 10 a.m. West Coast time during football season. Um, I have eight hours of football and three TVs and um, definitely favorite, favorite time of day. Now, what's the strangest thing in your fridge right now? Probably something my wife's got. She's on this uh, nutrition kick from uh, um, the new year, but she's got all kinds of stuff that, um, no idea what it is. You just uh, push it to the side and get the good stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, TV show that you're currently watching? I am watching 60 Days In. I don't know if you've heard about that one. I haven't. What's it about? So it's a uh, it's a show. They they put normal people into a jail system, and they have um, to find drugs or find um, be one with the people though. So they're staying in the cells. Um, but they're informants, I guess. Okay. So, um, I mean, they can get shanked, they can get beat up, they can, they, uh, they have to eat the prison, uh, the jail food. Um, so it's been, it's been pretty crazy. It's co- it's pretty cool. It's pretty good watch. All right. I might have to take a gander at that. I've been binge watching Superstore as a late cause my friends were all into it. And I was like, I, I want to get out in this. So. Um, and outside of baseball, what's another sport you want to compete in? That I would want to compete in? Yeah. Um, I love to golf, but if I could do one thing, it would be a quarterback and run the two-minute drill at the end of uh, a game or a halftime. I, I feel like that would be so fun. All right, all right. And, uh, yeah, hey, football's a uh, fun sport. And uh, – being a football fan as you are, I'm sure you'd fit right in there for sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Now, how did you know that baseball was going to be your sport that you want to make a career out of, though? I really didn't. Um, growing up, I, I played all sports. I, I, you name the sport other than hockey. Sorry, Canadian. Um, <laughs> I, I played everything. I swam. I ran. I played soccer. I played baseball. I played football, golf. Uh, volleyball I, I played you name it I played it uh, but slowly baseball kind of started to stick out uh, a little bit more than the rest and I really loved it and enjoyed it and my dad loved it and so uh, we got to spend a lot of time practicing and and then obviously with through all that practice I, I started to uh, um, pull away in that sport Okay, cool. Now you continued with baseball uh, when you attended UCLA, where you continued your career out of high school. In 2004, you got drafted by the Blue Jays and found a spot in the opening rotation two years later. What was the feeling like for you to be drafted by Toronto, um, being coming to a Canadian city, and then getting your chance to be in the rotation in 2006? Yeah, it was uh, it was a crazy experience. Um, I obviously got drafted. Um, out of UCLA, but the crazy story behind the draft was I, we were traveling home from our regional. And so we were actually on the bus. And um, so I had friends, a couple, a friend, a teammate of mine got drafted earlier. And then his phone rings while we're on the bus and they're like, Hey, who was it? And says he got drafted and the whole bus erupts. And so we're, we're sitting on the, on the freeway and we're, we're driving home and I'm just thinking to myself, okay, this guy was a second rounder and you start running the clock in your head. You're like third round, fourth round, fifth round, sick. Damn it. Like when, is, when are they, when are, do I have reception? Do I have reception? And uh, finally my phone rang. And of course I, my brain went a little bit too fast. Um, blue, it was the blue Jays. It was my scout told me um, that I had just been selected in the, in the fourth round. Um, got to share that with my whole team. It was, it was super cool. Bus erupted again. Then you get to thinking, you're like, oh, geez, this is, 
you know, the, the one Canadian team, um, you know, so it was a little bit like, oh, I, the unknown was, was a little, um, I don't say intimidating, but just different for me. Um, then you get drafted, you, you go out, you see the spring training sites, you get to see, end up seeing Toronto. What a beautiful country, what a beautiful city. Um, it was awesome. So uh, loved every second of my time in Toronto. And uh, it was just a cool experience to be able to go through that process, to, to get to pitch, to get, to get promoted into the big leagues and uh, uh, something I'll never forget for sure. That's awesome. What was it like for you to live in Toronto and, and being from the States, um, like you said, coming into an unknown and living in Toronto and ultimately spending the majority of your career with the Jays? It was different at first. Uh, obviously, you got the passports, you got the, the uh, currency is different. Um, but the actual city, it reminded me of New York. I, I called it a mini New York, but a way cleaner, way nicer. Um, and I actually hate New York and I love Toronto. So, um, but it, it was great. You, I felt like I was just one with the people. Um, I'd walk, I never had a car there until I think my sixth or seventh year. I would walk the streets, um, walk to the grocery stores, eat at the restaurants, um, just was able to uh, um, embrace the fans, uh, walk right next to them, go, like, hey, are you, no, you know, are you Casey? No, it's, I'm not Casey. Why would Casey be walking the streets, right? Um, so I, I was able to just, uh, um, have fun with, with the fans and uh, embrace the city. And I, I loved it. Uh, so the transition wasn't too bad, but the um, intimidation factor of actually going was way worse than, than that, the reality of it. How much did you have to spend on a parka or a coat though to come out to Toronto? <laughs> I, I didn't have anything. I, uh, I ended up having to get some, some big heavy jackets, especially the beginning of the season can be, I think it snowed a few times, um, you know, walking to the stadium or something like that, which was a little uh, culture shock for me as well. But um, no, it's cool. It's it is fun. The, the cold isn't, isn't too bad when you're in and out. And when you got a dome, uh, it's, not, it's not bad at all. That's great. Now, you started your career with Toronto as a starter. And in 2007, you went from starter to bullpen due to a multitude of injuries that uh, happened during that season in the bullpen. What was the translation, transition like for you, rather, um, to go from starter to bullpen, but then also lead the bullpen in innings pitched, as well as placing second in team saves with six that year? Yeah, it was a big um, transition for me. I, I was a starter my whole um, childhood growing up into college, and to then go to the bullpen where you're, you're throwing, you know, one inning, maybe a second inning, um, very different. I, I always believed that I had starter, uh, a starter repertoire, um, you know, throwing five pitches. And I just tried to find a way that I was able to use those, still use all five of those pitches in the bullpen. Um, and, it, and it ended up working out okay because you could throw literally five pitches to a hitter and not throw and not them not see the same pitch twice. So hopefully I'm only throwing 15 or 20 pitches in an inning. And if I'm able to be able to mix all those pitches in 
I, I felt like it could have been an advantage to me. Um, as far as the injuries go, it was just uh, kind of a bummer. Um, the As a starter, it, it was just different for me. Pitching every fifth day, recovering was um, getting tougher and tougher. Um, I, I, I call it, uh, even though it was probably a demotion, getting promoted to the bullpen um, from, the st from the rotation uh, also took a toll because now I'm training my body to then throw every day or, um, you know, get up, warm up, get down, warm up, get down, pitch three days in a row. And unfortunately, that wear and tear ended up um, tearing my labrum and um, which ended up costing me that 2008 season, but um, loved the bullpen, had a great time doing it. And uh, um, it was, it was a unique um, challenge, but it was, it was one that I embraced and loved. Now talking about that 2008 season and having to miss it because of the torn labrum, um, what was it like for you to kind of put in that work and dedication to repair yourself and, and again, train your body? Because as we all know with sports, you have to, it's, a physical game, but it's also a mental game and trying to get into that rotation. Um, you returned into the lineup back in, in 2009. What was it like for you to kind of just, yeah, putting all that work and dedication to, to see yourself back in the lineup uh, a year later? Yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, labrum surgery is no joke. Um, you, and like you said, the mental part of it, of that was um, as challenging as the actual work. Um, I remember, and I'll, I'll never forget it, my dad, once I had the surgery, my dad said, well, now that you had some, some time off, knowing I was going to miss the season, he says, maybe you um, want to just look at things outside of baseball. And I was like, dad, never say that again. Um, <laughs> I, I had one focus, and that was going to be to recover, to get back, to pitch again. And my dad was kind of take, taken back by it and he's like all right if that's if that's what it's going to be you know I'm with you and um so everything was positive even if it hurt I said it didn't hurt um everything I, I tried to do was was uh to get back and um but it was tough I ended up getting a dog um during that 2008 season just as, as a companion um someone that was so happy to see me regardless of uh um, how I was feeling or, or what, what I was going through on that day. He was just happy I walked in the door and had his tail wagon. Um, actually, it's his birthday today. He's 13. Oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, um, it was, but he, he's been great. That, that was one of the things that was uh, positive. And um, just surrounding myself with good people and uh, people that motivated, pushed me, and, uh, um, you know, kept, kept my sanity as well. What's your puppy's name? Or I should say dog's name now. Yeah, his name's Bobo. Um, okay. He, uh, it, it ended up being a nickname for me. My first name's Robert. Um, all my teammates always try to come up with a nickname, Bob, Bob, Bobby, and for whatever, Ro Robbie, and whatever reason, Bobo um, stuck. And then uh, um, I was like, well, that's kind of a cool dog name. So I ended up uh, passing it off to my dog. That's awesome. Now talking about your transition back into baseball and I shouldn't say back into baseball because you never really left, but going from the injury to get back in, getting back into the rotation and kind of getting back into the swing of things. 
Um, four years later from that entry in 2012, you were voted by the Baseball Writers Association of America as the top Blue Jays pitcher um, that year. What was that experience like for you to be voted as the Jays' top pitcher after suffering an injury um, just a short time earlier and then kind of gain that work and um, progress back in your life? Yeah, it was a, it was a great honor, um, especially because there's a lot of great pitchers on the team. So um, for them to actually select me was uh, pretty cool. Um, it, it definitely showed me that, A, I, I was able to recover, but B, hard work pays off. And, um, you know, I've, I, I found a lot of ways to, to be successful, but um, it came with a lot of work. It was, you know, off-season workouts, weightlifting, strength training, um, rehab, diet. Um, and, but then I was also really a student of the game. I, I loved baseball so much. Um, I'd watch a lot of film. I would um, be super into scouting reports and, and just find, trying to find any way to have an advantage. So for all those things to actually show on the field, all my hard work, um, and, and to get the results that I was hoping for um, is definitely gratifying and something that, um, like I say, goes to show that, hey, you know, you, if you work hard, you'll, you'll get those results. Yeah, I, I definitely know that feel. I'm, I'm with you when it comes to scouting reports because, like, with me, I play in, with the Special Olympics. I've been a baseball player for 14, going on 15 years now. Um, and I'm always like the guy that after the game, I like ask to take a picture of the score sheet so that I can see what the other team did for like players, especially at like a provincial or national level. I try so hard to try and, um, see and like get that edge on, on opponent because like more than likely we'll have to play them again at some other point. Right. Um, so we're, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm a big analytics guy and, and whatever edge you can kind of get, you want to try and get. For sure. And, and I think that's what's so great about baseball is, um, you know, when you think I'm going to go this way, I go the other way. If you're thinking fastball, I'm hoping I'm throwing a curveball. And then once you think curveball, hopefully I, I, I trick you again and I'm, I'm throwing that fastball. So um, that was my game. I, I didn't have overpowering stuff. I, I, I needed to outsmart you. And so that side of the game was really important for me. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it, though, too. Now, throughout your career, you relied mostly on your forcing fastball and your cutter. You also used the slider almost exclusively when you went up against a right-handed pitcher. What's your take on today's like pitchers and their styles when it comes to battling someone at the plate? Yeah, the game has changed. It's crazy. I haven't. I don't feel like I've been out of the game that long, but I think one of the reasons why I, I have peace of mind of. of not playing anymore and being retired is these guys are, are really, really good. I, I thought I was decent. These guys are, are really good. They, for somehow, some way, the velocity just has continued to creep up. And I mean, bullpen guys are throwing 97 to a hundred regularly. Um, and I'm slopping it up there at, you know, 90, 92 miles an hour. So, um, that transition is, is crazy. And, and if, if I had 97 to 100 miles an hour, um, I, I feel like the game would be really easy and fun. Um, but I also think that's why pitchers are um, dominating a little bit of the sport. It's, it's the era of the strikeout. And then as, as the hitters are going, um, it's, it's so difficult to get three hits in an inning that most of the hitters are like, well, if, if we're going to take three hits to get a, a run. 
why don't we all just swing for the fences? And if, if one of us connects, then, then we're going to get that run. So um, the game has changed, but um, I don't necessarily love the, the game. I don't think it's as exciting because there's less contact. But um, what, what comes with the times, it, you just have to, to accept it. And um, I, I think it's just uh, um, it's a velocity sport now. It's a hard curveball, hard slider, hard fastball. And, uh, um, and that wasn't my style. Gotcha. And that's, and that's fair. And it's, yeah, it's definitely, um, there have been games I've gone to where, um, I've been able to like sit closer and see the pitching styles and, and you're right. It's, it's so hard to tell when a 97 or 98 mile fastball is coming at you and then they switch it up last second. It's, it's like the, the game has truly changed for that facet and, um, you don't see even any more like knuckleballers really in the league and, and things like that. So it's definitely um, the philosophy has taken or velocity rather has taken uh, a huge impact to the game. Yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed, which because I was not this person was a lot of these hard throwers are wild. Um, and that's where these guys are hitting the home runs because even if it's a 97 mile an hour fastball, if it's right down the middle, these hitters are that good that they're going to, they're going to hit it. Um, where for me, I, I had to paint the corners. I had to, again, trick. So I had to throw intentional balls at these, uh, for these hitters to, to try and get them thinking one way to, to go to the other. Um, these, these relievers and these pitchers now are literally rock back and, and literally throw it as hard as I possibly can. And I don't care where it's going. Um, so the command has, has, has slipped a little bit with the increase in velocity. Now imagine just being the batter and having a 97 mile per hour fastball come and hit you. Like I would not want that happening. To me. No, that's crazy. And I mean, when you see these guys and they get hit and then you see them in the locker room after the game and the, the things, uh, every color of a sunset, it's, it's crazy. Um, but it, it's got to hurt. Um, at the same time, the pitchers, that's, that's one of our advantages is the fear of, the, of getting hit um, definitely helps us. Now, throughout your career, uh, this comes from a fan question. Who would you say was your biggest rival to face uh, at the plate and duel off against, if you will? I had two nemesis that um, just what I would say kind of owned me. Um, Dustin Pedroia. I think he's, he's hitting darn near 500 off me. Um, not a ton of damage, but he is just such a, a, a pesky, um, great hitter. And he always even took the first pitch. So I always get strike one on him. I'm like, oh, here I go. I got him. And sure enough, he would just, uh, you know, flick one in the four hole or hit a line drive to center field or, or something. He's a great hitter, um, probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, but he he was he was a tough out for me um and then the other guy that um, had a lot of success off me was adam jones of the baltimore orioles i i think he had he has three home runs off of me um obviously there's uh, multiple at bats being in our division and stuff like that but um you never want to ever give up a home run and you always remember the guys that hit him and uh, i think he he saw the ball well off of me okay okay See, um, yeah, it, it's funny that you say Pedroia and Jones because Pedroia, like in every team, like I, I don't like Boston. Like it's one of Toronto's rivals, not a big fan of them. 
But with Pedroia, I liked Pedroia's, like, gameplay style. It's like the Yankees when Jeter was around. Love Jeter's gameplay style, right? With Jones, not a fan, man. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I mean, they are the great, you know, some of the best hitters at the time in the league. They're one of the best hitters on their team. Um, and those are always the guys that you want or need to get out. Um, but, hey, they're, they're, uh, they're superstars for a reason. And uh, they're, they're actually both really good people. So um, not that that makes it any, you know, the burn any, any easier, but um, yeah, you know, they, they work hard too. And, and that's their job. For sure. Now, after being voted um, as the top Blue Jay in 2012, just going back to that for a quick second, in 2013, you started off the season with 12 consecutive saves. Um, as with every season, the goal of your of yourself is to get better and the goal of his team is to win. What was the feeling for you to start off the season with such a positive note with 12 consecutive saves? Yeah, you know, I, I, I tried my hardest every, you know, all season long, but um, really to, to get out of the gates quickly. And I truly believed going back to the cold weather that if I was pitching and it was cold weather, I had the advantage because the hitters didn't want to be there um more than or they wanted to be there less than I wanted to be there and I was the one sweating on the mound I was the one um, moving the most and so I always felt like April was the time to kind of um, really set the tone for the season and and dominate those hitters when it was cold um, so kind of get your numbers early on because once once it starts heating up the ball starts flying the hitters get a little more comfortable and uh, you almost want to have a little bit of a buffer um, as, as you get into those, uh, those, those months where, where the ball's flying out of the park. So um, that was important for me. Obviously, I got off to a really good start that season. And uh, again, more than anything, it's just, you know, I love helping the team. Um, I love affecting wins. And every time I get the ball in the ninth inning, I know we're three outs away from uh, getting a victory. So um, that was, that was uh, important for me. Well, it was definitely impressive being able to come to the ballpark, watch you perform, because uh, every time you got a save, especially that year, I, I remember the uh, Toronto Star had a promotional aspect for like season seats where it was like a hundred bucks for a season seat up in the 500 levels. So I was at a lot of games, like the 2013, 2012, like I ended up buying season seats in 2015. And um, yeah, so it was really cool to see you be able to, to perform and, and do that. Thank you. Now, talking about a sad note from the Jays, in 2014, after eight seasons with the Jays, or sorry, in 2015, you headed to Washington, signing a one-year deal with the Nationals, followed by a mixed season with the Padres for spring training and the Red Sox and the Miners. What was it like for you to go from Toronto to the Padres and Red Sox and Nationals, um, and then um, ultimately opt out of your contract with the Red Sox um, a couple years later? Yeah, so... Uh... I, I had finished my contract in 14. Um, the handwriting at the end of the season was kind of on the, on the wall that I, I wasn't going to um, get another contract and I was going to get the opportunity, I guess, to, to test free agency. Um, I know that the Blue Jays really liked Aaron Sanchez at the time. Um, Roberto Osuna was um, coming up through the system. And to, to have a, a, a veteran like myself um, I don't necessarily want to say on a decline, but not 
um, in my prime years. I think, I think that was just a, an easy transition for the Blue Jays. Um, I loved my time there. It was great. Um, but there's a little bit of part of me that wanted to see what other teams were out there. My whole career um, was with the Blue Jays, and you only know one way. And getting towards, you know, the back nine of my career, I, you always would wonder, hey, you know, what was this team like or what was that team like? Fortunately, I got the opportunity um, to go play with the Nationals. We had, they had a huge offseason. They were going for it. They signed Max Scherzer. They already had a lot of pieces in places. Um, we ended up being the World Series favorite to begin the season. Unfortunately, um, you know, being uh, on paper doesn't necessarily translate to the, to the, the games. Um, that was one of the years we didn't make the playoffs. It happened to be the year the Blue Jays finally did make the playoffs. So um, it was it was kind of a um, bittersweet for me to see that the Blue, all the Blue Jays success. But obviously, I went to go chase the opportunity to play in the playoffs, and uh, um, it, it ended up not happening. Um, love my time with the Nationals. Great people, great friends, and uh, I, I'm glad I did it. Uh, also, would have loved to to uh, hang around 2015 and um, get to see, you know, Batista and Encarnacion and all those guys and um, the, the craziness that uh, Toronto was given that, that season. So um, good for them. And uh, you know what, you, you, sometimes you take a swing and you miss. So um, moving forward from there, um, ended up signing, trying to uh, extend my career and, uh, had the opportunity to go to spring training with um, San Diego. They, they were going young, um, wasn't really in the cards for uh, an older veteran at the time. They had a bunch of rule five kids that um, they wanted to keep for uh, um, what's it, service time reasons. Ended up opting out, went to the um, Red Sox, pitched fine with them in AAA. They, they had a loaded farm system at the time and they just literally told me, they said, Hey Casey, you know, you're, you're good enough to pitch in the big leagues, but the transaction would make us lose someone off our 40 man roster. And we didn't see that happening for, um, for that September. So, uh, packed my bags, went home and, uh, um, you know, was, was like, Hey, this is, this is, you know, getting close to the end and I was okay with it. Well, at least you were able to kind of go out on your own terms versus there's so many players um, that you've seen over the last like decade that have been able or that have had to retire due to injuries. Um, and so while, yeah, you said that you like the veteran status kind of um, did play an impact in having those young guns in the farm system and having lo loaded farm systems set up for those teams, at least you were able to kind of walk away a little bit from it. Um, like knowing that, Hey, like I'm doing this on my own terms versus like uh, a Tommy John took me out or something like that. Yeah, it, it was, I mean, of course I would love to, everyone wants to play forever. And um, they say, you know, obviously father time is undefeated, but I remember sitting in uh, our house one day and I was talking to my wife and it's like, Hey, do you know why I'm, I don't have a job right now? She's like, no, why? And we were watching this game, and this left-handed pitcher was pitching for the Orioles. I don't even know his name. He was throwing 100 miles an hour. He wasn't even grimacing. He wasn't even breaking a sweat. 
And I said, you know what, this, this is why. These, these guys have just gotten way better and they throw way harder. And uh, um, the, the veteran that, that hits his spots and throws 90 miles an hour, um, those, those guys are few and far between. So um, again, it was, it was easy for me to let go because the game had changed so much, even in the few years that um, I was trying to hang on. Well, like in the movie Moneyball, how the saying goes, you can play the game from 12 or till 40, but we're all told that uh, eventually it'll be the end of the road. Yeah. I, I know I did not quote that properly, but you, the message still yeah. resides the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, now, it's, it's, it sucks, but uh, as, long as, you can, as long as you're ready and you can handle it, um, it, it makes that transition into retirement a little bit easier. Exactly. And now we had a fan question that wanted to find out what was your favorite moment at the Rogers Center uh, throughout your career with the Jays? Yeah, I, I had a lot of them. Obviously, the, uh, um, although it wasn't a good start, my, my first career start was a, a memory I'll never forget. Um, they uh, just to finally put on a major league uniform, having my parents in the stands um, to be able to share that with them even though I didn't pitch that great to see them after the game and said, Hey, I did it. Um, was, was real special, but some of my favorite moments were, um, opening days, packed house, uh, insanity, you know, in the stadium of, of, of buzz, um, similar to those are, uh, Canada day and, and days when, um, it, it, there's just so much energy, even when it's quiet, it's loud. Um, it, the, the buzz of the people, the, the conversation, whatever it is, but, um, those, those are the things I remember that the stadium, um, packed house. And then, you know, if someone hits a home run and it erupts and you hear the horn or, um, we win the game and, um, everyone's screaming. Um, it's, it, it's really special and, and they got great fans there and, uh, um, so was, uh, those, those are the memories I remember. Now, I'm going to follow up on that question. You got to see a lot of ballpark stadiums, if not all of them throughout your career. Which stadium would you say had to be your favorite to play in? Yeah, I had a few. Um, I actually really loved playing in Boston. Um, I thought their fans were tremendous. Uh, we, even when we have the lead, we always, we all, especially in the bullpen, we could be up say eight to one and we would just be talking to each other and said, Hey, guess what guys, the tying runs coming to the plate tonight. We, we just know it's happening. So let's, let's stay prepared. Let's stay focused. And um, all of a sudden the broken bat base hit and then uh, uh, maybe a, a walk and the, the crowd starts getting Nancy and they start going nuts. And I really love to play on the road because it's fun to shut up those, those fans and quiet them down. Um, but Boston, they were, they were good fans. They, they, they knew the game of baseball. And uh, so I always loved playing there. Um, but my actual favorite place to play, uh, especially with the Blue Jays, was Seattle. Okay. Um, their, their stadium, it was newer. Um, they, they did it right. It was they had a roof, but you were outdoors. And then, of course, the, the fan support that we got in Seattle um, really felt like a home game. And it was just so cool to play there. 
I was going to say all the West Coast fans coming from Vancouver and and Manitoba or not Manitoba, sorry, Calgary and everything just making the trip down. I mean, hell, I would do that for sure too because uh, you want to yeah. try to get every stadium like a home game essentially. Right, and and they get three or four days, and they just got to cheer their hearts out for those days. It was it was so cool. Where you know, not that they did, but you know, fans in Toronto could almost take us for granted. Hey, we're not going to come on Tuesday. We'll just come on Friday. Well, these fans on the West Coast, they had those three or four days, and they just poured their hearts out to us, and and it was appreciated. That's awesome. Now, I like to end off every episode with a segment I call Words of Wisdom. So what would your words of wisdom or advice be to the next generation of athletes that want to get into, uh, into the baseball or just into a sport in general? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is so many kids and, and really their parents think, hey, my son's six years old. He's going to play in the big leagues. And my biggest thing is just be a kid. Um, if you want to ride your bike, ride your bike. If you want to go play soccer or hockey or um, volleyball, basketball, whatever, golf, do all those things. I think it's so important. And at the end of the day, I think when, when you want to focus on your main sport, you'll be better at your main sport by playing those other ones. Um, if it's, if it's, you know, in golf and you learn the mental side of the game, if it's basketball and you learn how to move your feet in your hands, if it's hockey, same idea, um, whatever it is, I think they all transition back to maybe your, your best sport, but be a kid, have fun, play as much as you can. And then when it's time, you can start to focus, but um, don't forget that you're a kid, have fun and, and, and sports are made to be fun. And uh, I, I, anything is really possible if, if you work hard. Um, it might not be that you end up making it to the NHL or the major leagues, but if you keep that, that, that up and the hard work, um, you're going to be successful in life. Awesome. Well, Casey, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to share your journey through sport, your experiences through the Jays. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure chatting with you and uh, all the best uh, in the future, especially with your golf game. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, I love the, the, the jerseys back there, but, uh, you know, obviously Kobe, um, you know, he, he was the best to, uh, um, you know, being a, a Laker fan and an LA boy, um, but to see, see him getting some love out in uh, um, Canada as well is awesome. Oh, 100%. Always got to represent. That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thank you. Take care.
Scared. 